Yo, it's your girl, Kashandra. Your is Katama. Welcome to Yo to Your Podcast. Where we talk about everything from side chicks to current events while staying black as fuck. Hey, let's do it. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Yo to Your. Um, today, we're going to be talking about toxic masculinity. This is definitely a Katama topic. I don't understand why we're throwing me under the <laughs> Already, we just started. We did. This is the first episode, y'all. Welcome, welcome. Well, we haven't verified if this is the first episode, y'all. But it is. We just did. I don't like you talking to me like that. I'm going to go against toxic masculinity. Okay, so Chandra, what does toxic masculinity mean to you? To me, it means like... The society having men be more quote-unquote masculine. And when I say masculine, I mean like they can't show emotion. They have to always like be the best, so it's very competitive. Um, I think the excessive uh, domination of like women okay. I think part uh, is part of toxic masculinity. I feel like... Like, there's a certain level of masculinity within all men. I think it's toxic when it becomes, like, overbearing overbearing or becomes too much. So, like, there's being assertive, but then when you're being aggressive, that's, like, toxic. Or if you're doing something that's, like, hindering someone else to stroke your own ego, that's toxic. Right. Um, And I think that that's a very common thing that I've grown up seeing. Um, of course, I'm going to say I don't know if I suffer from toxic masculinity, but then I do. Right. So, you know how there's always a spectrum on stuff, right? Like, even, like, with mental health, we have a little bit of everything in it, but when it goes to the extreme side, that's when you become a diagnosis. I feel mm-hmm. like that's the same thing with the toxic part of mm-hmm. toxic masculinity. All these things males have in them in general, even females have them in them in general, but when they're... They're up on the extreme side when there's increased competitiveness, when you want to dominate everything, when you're trying to, when it just clouds every aspect of your life, I think that's when it becomes toxic. I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying, but I also feel that there are more subtle things within the, the, within the definition or within the actions that are toxic, but they may not be extreme. Nice. So like... Like, an example, like, when we talk all the time, Mm. and I talk about, like, um, emotions, or I'll say something about, like, I was sad when this happened, I always follow up with saying, but I'm still a gangster. Right. Because I feel a need to say that, Mm -hmm. because I don't feel comfortable showing emotions. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's not as extreme, but it's also way more, it's it's subtle, but it's still a form of, like, toxic masculinity. Because I don't feel like I can do that sometimes because that makes me soft or weak. So where did that come from? Having that feeling of being soft and weak, like, where did that come from? Um, I mean, a lot of it came from, you know, just growing up in certain environments. Like, I would hear stuff. I wouldn't hear anything like that from my father or not even, like, my mom as much. But, like, growing up in Brooklyn... You showing certain types of vulnerability will get Mm -hmm. your ass kicked. Mm -hmm. And if you come off as soft, as come off as like showing emotions or something like that, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. And you could be taken advantage of. And also, like, 
uh, I mean, I I said this before. Like a lot of things that I learned about toxic masculinity actually came from like my engagement with women. Um, so like a lot of times, like I'll talk to women, and like sometimes the polite person, nice person, doesn't get as much attention right. as the guy who's kind of like being an asshole. Right. So, or like my mom would always tell me, well, men don't do this. My mom used to say all the time, men don't talk as much as you do. Hmm. Like men do not talk a lot. So I'm very self-conscious about me actually talking a lot. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, but I totally agree. So like a lot of the articles that I looked up, it talks about like the phrases like man up Mm -hmm. or like don't be a wussy, Mm -hmm. Um, stuff like that, that is like everyday sayings for a, a boy growing up or a man in general. Even like in relationships, like when girls get really mad, like this nigga needs to man up. Like what the mm-hmm. fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so subconscious that we're putting so much pressure on them mm-hmm. um, and really uplifting this toxic masculinity. Like mm-hmm. we're putting more fuel to the fire. Yeah, I mean that's just from my own personal experience that that's what I've encountered. I mean, I, I feel like it's common though. It is common. But I mean, I, I don't want to make it seem like it's just the I don't want to make it seem like it's women that's a part of it because a lot of times it, I see men perpetuating this idea of toxic masculinity. Like I've sure. watched my uncles talk to their sons saying, stop crying, you're a boy, or right. boys don't cry, right. or like, you know, not allowing them to express themselves emotionally, right. in which like, um, you know, it can be just detrimental to that child's development. Mm-hmm. So I've seen that happen a lot. It's just in my own personal experience, being that I grew up mostly around women anyway, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times they try to tailor me to what they thought and I, what they thought a man should be like, but that idea of what a man should be like was often toxic but how do okay so with that being said like how do you kind of break the mold not how do you kind of how do you break the mold like instead of you feeling like you could be like you know what that hurt my feelings but i'm still gangster like why do you have to add that disclaimer you know um being funny like i feel like you add the disclaimer to actually validate the feeling i mean but it's also it's being aware so like yeah i say it to be funny but I'm also aware of the fact that I use humor to ease my own tension. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get really tense when I say emotions because I'm afraid because I'm open. Like, I'm vulnerable. Right. And I'm open for, like, a quote-unquote attack. So, I'll ease the tension with a joke because I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't feel as uncomfortable because all I'm doing is just expressing how something made me feel. Correct. Um, so, I think the way to break the mold is becoming self-aware. I'm doing some like self indulgence and like kind of like addressing it when you see it happen. So like, cause toxic masculinity is not just about emotions. Mm-hmm. It comes in different ways too. So, um, this idea of like, I don't know, thinking of women as like property or something like that, mm-hmm. or thinking like some prizes. things, prizes or something that's yeah. owed to you. That's something that is also a part of toxic masculinity that if, like, I see my boys or something talking about it, it's addressed. Mm. I mean, honestly, my boys don't really talk like that, which is interesting. They'll talk. They talk shit. God, they talk shit. But, like, their way of speaking of women is just a little bit different than what I would hear toxic masculinity is. And, like, what I will say, honestly, is also me and my friends, my male friends, I can be vulnerable with them. I can have conversations with them. I had like a whole long conversation about how um, I don't I, I haven't been talking to you guys lately because I just haven't been feeling like myself. Like I haven't been feeling 
strong or something like that. So I feel like I couldn't speak to you. But just being open to speak to them. And then they were very supportive. They were very like, you know, you could always talk to us, blah, 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 blah. But then the funny thing is we still have to finish it up with some like stupid shit to make it feel like we're men again. Right. Which, you know, it's still toxic. Like like you said, there's like levels to it. I wouldn't say that we're like toxic, toxic. But I've seen some like crazy shit in my day. You know, honestly, but it's good that at least you have a circle to open up to, right? Yes. Because if you had to be the man-man all the time, like, that shit would be bananas. Mm -hmm. Like, like you would end up like Donald Trump. Like, he's a pure example. (laughs) Trump is a narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) He's a pure example of a manly man. Like, like in one of the articles, they, they, like demonstrated or, or pointed out how he had to marry like a trophy wife even though she's not from this country mm-hmm. um, it doesn't look he, like a trophy but continue <laughs> how, <laughs> like um he has to gain all this money and power and he has to have dominance like it's it's whatever he says goes um mm-hmm. even though even if it sounds you know not intelligent mm-hmm. um and so i think that is something like but I feel like his father and like the relationship that and within his household and his family, that's what he grew up in. This is all he knows. Yeah. I'm not giving him no kind of leeway, no justifications for anything. But I'm just saying this is like what he knows. And we have to fix the mold of making men feel like they got to be top dogs and everything. Yeah. Although competitiveness is not bad, but don't make it your main thing. Yeah. Um, you don't have to dominate in your work life you don't have to dominate your family you don't have to always dominate females like yeah. you can you could take a backseat or a partnership like it, mm-hmm. it's not even like um it's like you're on equal planes like i feel like mas- toxic masculinity is putting all the pressure on males well i think that it's a societal thing but it's right. men putting the pressure on themselves when they're not comfortable in their masculinity T- masculinity becomes toxic when you're a boy trying to pretend to be a man versus mm-hmm. being a man's man. Like, I will always say that a man is... The only thing that makes a man a man is his genitalia. Everything else is just your interpretation of it right. and what you want to develop about that. Right. But if you're not comfortable in that, a lot of times you, over try, to, you try to overcompensate in different ways. Mm-hmm. So, like, with my upbringing, my father... My father, I wouldn't say he's, like, a man's man because he would, like, braid my my sister's hair he would cook he clean he's like a neat freak but he's also really tough mm-hmm. and he's also like he'd always say people stand up for themselves i don't i'll never i've never heard him say a man does this he always just says this is what you're supposed to do as a person you stand up for yourself you are comfortable with who you are and you're comfortable within your own skin so i've always just been comfortable in just who i am as a person mm-hmm. but my environment made me uncomfortable with being the big thing with me is vulnerable mm-hmm. like I a big thing with me is showing emotions because I just we don't do that because you don't one you don't do that because you don't want to get your ass beat you don't want to get into certain altercations but also from what I learned when I was younger I'm a lot different now is that that's how you attract women like you don't attract women being emotionally available 
you attract women by being that, you know, that person that's, like, timid or, like, you know, there's, like, an illusion to me or, like, some secret. And that was my way of attracting women. When I did show emotions to women, I usually got crushed or I usually got, like, you know, shitted on. So I just learned from younger was, like, okay, don't show emotions, you know, be a little bit more elusive mm-hmm. or something like that. And that's how you attract women. And to be honest, it would be successful, but the type of women I would attract, I didn't want to be with. Like, I I would attract women who weren't particularly good for me Mm -hmm. and my development because I was attracting them. My friend Tiffany actually brought that to my attention. She was like, Katima, why do you talk to girls like that? And I was like, talk to them like what? Like, you're not nice. Like, I'm not an asshole. I'm not mean or derogatory, but I'm just like nonchalant. And I was like, because when she said, why can't you be nice? I was like, women don't like nice guys. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's why you keep getting the girls that you get. Right. And you're not being your true self. And I'm not being my, I mean, I'm a, I'm a see, I just had myself, I had to catch myself because I'm like, I mean, I, my true self is a motherfucking gangster. Okay, that might be true. <laughs> because, I mean, at the core of who I am, I'm very, I'm, I have a big heart and I'm really nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not nice. I'm a very good and kind person with a lot of emotion, but I hide it and suppress it through sarcasm and curse words. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you're right, I'm not being my true self. And I'm oftentimes afraid to be my true self because my true self is not always the most masculine thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to get judged or be humiliated or anything. Right. And that's the biggest wall that I think needs to be broken down with this toxic masculinity. Being able to have these places, not only like your safe space, like you're within your home, like anywhere you go, you should be able to show some kind of emotion. I'm not going to say be at your business and crying and shit. Yes. Like <laughs> there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. Um, that's for males and females, but being able as a male to be like, you know what, uh, that shit, what, not that shit wasn't cool. Cause you should be able to say that off top, yeah. but like being open to like, you know what, that shit was not cool with me or that shit like really hurt my feelings or, or not being the one to get all the males and feeling okay. I mean, all the females, my bad. <laughs> Um, and yeah, feeling okay. Right, right. Toxic masculinity is also in the homosexual You're right, too. you're right. <laughs> Trying to categorize it, huh? Mm-hmm. Being real specific. But in general, having more safe spaces. But honestly, that can't happen unless like our society starts to take a look at it and take hold of how we create these kind of uh, societal views. Yeah, I mean, because toxic masculinity is dangerous as fuck. Um, you know, men have higher suicide rates. Men have higher rates of depression because mm-hmm. they're not um, capable. They're not allowed. And it's or, Yeah, and they're not allowed or, what's the word, promoted or asked to express themselves in a healthy way. A lot of those, like, mass killings and mass shootings come from people who there's a form of toxic masculinity they're like oh girls wasn't checking for me or something there's something in which they feel like their masculinity was threatened or their manhood was threatened so they feel like they gotta go and take out a bunch of people in the school or a bunch of people like that it's like it's a very toxic thing it's a very uh masculinity is very powerful and if it's used in a negative way it can be incredibly dangerous Mm -hmm. so i think within the black community especially masculinity needs to be um addressed and learn how to be used in a healthy way how is how do you feel like it's portrayed in the african-american community black community because honestly when i think of these shootings and stuff it ain't black people 
No. So what we, so how does it look within within our community? So that's a good point. So like um, you know, culturally it's different. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, white people don't have the same culture as black people. Within the black community, speaking as uh, Jamaican Jamaican and American uh, <laughs> That's a new word. Jamaican. Uh copyright. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> no, but speaking as someone who grew up you know, parents of immigrant blacks and like black Americans, the masculinity that's often perpetuated is usually toxic within the music, whether it's reggae mm-hmm. or whether it's in hip hop. It's often like, you know, real niggas don't show no feelings. Right. Uh, I got mad girls, <laughs> you know, in Jamaican culture, my man's a gallus. Like, I don't think being with a lot of people is a problem, period. Mm-hmm. But base, but using that as the basis of your masculinity right. is an issue. Um, not showing emotions, in which is com- it's very promoted in hip hop culture, and not and I'm not saying that I'm not trying to rain down on hip hop because I love hip hop. I watch mm-hmm. battle raps for God's sakes. I love battle raps, and it's full of toxic masculinity. I, they're dope, but everything that they say is like, oh, this shit is actually hurting us. Like they're talking about killing each other. Yeah. They're talking about you know being able to take each other out. Right. And, like, that's how big or great of a rapper they are, their ability to murder the, murder the person. And the creative ways you can talk about right. murdering, the creative ways you can disrespect and disregard mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. the creative ways in which you could do all of these things that are further perpetuating this toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And um, especially with um, black men, I feel that as a black man, we're not often allowed to be masculine anyway. And a lot of the environments that we're in, because our masculinity within the office or within other uh, environments, our natural masculinity is often uh, frightening to yeah. those who are not aware of it. Taken like, as aggressive. Exactly. So as a bigger, you know, a, a bigger kind of muscular, um, you know, dark-skinned man. <laughs> like, so you're not going to hate me. <laughs> I At first, no. At first, sorry, I thought you were just explaining some random man, and then it clicked in my head. Then I'm talking about me, motherfucker. Like, I have muscles. Anywho, I got a little muscles here and there. No, so, like, as a man who's, like, bigger and darker, um, there's often times in which if I'm not smiling when I was working in corporate America, they felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Or if I didn't speak in a higher pitch, or if I didn't speak with, like, more enthusiasm, they felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because just my natural being as a black man made them uncomfortable, made them frightening. And there's a lot of times in which we are put into areas in which we are not allowed to be masculine. So that the times that we are allowed to be masculine, it comes out in a toxic way. I mean, combine that with the music that we listen to sometimes. When it comes out, a lot of times it comes out toxic. Mm -hmm. And that's something that needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Because that toxic masculinity is ripping the relationship with our women and making them feel like, one, they're not supported, and two, they're not being taken care of. We're not. I mean, that's true. We, not. I'm not going to deny that at all. Dismissed all the time. Black black women are dismissed. Got to be settled. Black shit, like. That's true. Black women are dismissed. But I also want to address the fact that black men, especially, yes, we are often dismissed. Like, I'm, and I, I, I want to be clear. There's no oppression like a black woman's oppression. I want to be clear with that. Mm-hmm. But there are often times in which black men, I feel like we don't have an open space to address 
issues. Like it's it's not shits and giggles being a black man, especially right. in America. Right. Like as a man, there is a privilege that I do have, but I want you to understand I'm still black, mm-hmm. and I'm still a darker skinned black man. And mm-hmm. then like that toxic masculinity that's shoved down our throats, especially if you feel like you don't fit that mold, it's hard. Um, and we don't often get to talk about it. Oftentimes we are shunned. Sometimes from our women. Like, sometimes from our women, oh, stop you acting like a bitch. Right. Or you complaining like a woman right now. I don't want to hear that. And it's hard. So I feel like men definitely need to do the internal work to address uh, toxic masculinity. But also I think that women can also be a little bit more receptive to us being more open. Mm-hmm. Receptive and aware mm-hmm. of like their own actions mm-hmm. and what they're spewing out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when you were saying when we were talking about like rap battle, well, when you were talking about like rap battles and shit, it was it brought me back to like playing the dozens. Mm-hmm. Like I personally, Chandra doesn't play the dozens because my feelings get hurt real quick. Then I'd be ready to you know shank the nigga or something. <laughs> I don't know. I get <laughs> I'm too sensitive for that game. But I think well in New York it's hella big, correct? Yeah. Like that's that's what you do. It's the in, foundation in, of our communication, right? <laughs> and in a male, like in male population, that's what they do to communicate it, to mm. communicate. Like even if like you're giving a compliment, basically it's a backhanded compliment because yes. it's an insult yeah. for a compliment. Yeah. So I feel like it's it it starts it starts within the home and in society's view because like you have to teach these males that. Listen, we don't always have to shit on each other in order to push each other up. That's true. Like, why do we always have to give backhanded compliments? Why can't we be upfront about the way that we communicate with one another? Well, yeah, because it's also just like this this connection with like giving another man a compliment and then like you think that that's like gay. And then like the association with being gay hmm. as being not masculine. Okay. So the, the, there's that too. Like, you know... I have no problem saying that Idris Elba is beautiful because I'm very comfortable. I don't need, we all know he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I have no problem. Let's take a moment. <laughs> Disrespectful. Um, I have no problem saying that Idris is beautiful because, I mean, I'm beautiful. I, okay. You did already. So now I feel weird saying it. But he's, he's a good looking brother. Like, he's a good looking man. And it, I'm very comfortable with my masculinity and my sexuality to know yeah. that. I'm not attracted to the right. dude at all. That's a good-looking dude when I see it. Um, a lot of people, a lot of men, don't feel comfortable giving, s- a, giving a compliment to another man mm-hmm. because it feels gay, and gay is often associated as being less than masculine, right. which is another form of toxic masculinity. Right. I know a lot of masculine gay dudes. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of, like, not every gay dude is this flamboyant, right. you know, that's the stereotype. There's a lot of, like, you know, they'll drink a beer or whatever stereotypical masculine thing, and they're like, yo, that nigga looks good. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, so, yeah, we'll definitely give each other backhanded compliments mm-hmm. when we young men. And, you know, talking about toxic masculinity kind of brings up, like, I don't even know if this is, I'm pretty sure it is. Toxic femininity? Toxic femininity is something I'm not 100% sure what it actually I feel is. like. <laughs> I feel like girl, cause okay. So if we're saying toxic masculinity is like males being overly aggressive, being overly dominant, being overly trying to um, power hungry, um, and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. And the femininity, I hope that's a word. In that world, it's a word I can't spell. I know that. <laughs> it's like a lot of I-ins, I-ins. <laughs> it's mad eyes in that shit. 
<laughs> Are you taking it back to Nemo? Yeah. So I feel like it's like women being dainty and and, and helpless and, and like in that realm. You know, like we have to play this role that we're submissive and mm. and um we always need help in some kind of way. Mm. I feel like those are two things that well, I feel like the feminine movement already tried, already broke toxic femininity. I feel like having females be number one players in the workplace area, having like CEOs and CFOs as females now, um, having females bring home money in the family Mm -hmm. that has broke the mold of having toxic femininity come into play. Mm -hmm. I feel like you... No, because I was... I mean, I... I, for toxic femininity, I don't know as much about, but I do know that within every person, there's, you know, there's masculine energy and then there's feminine energy. Correct. With men, there's more of masculine energy than there's feminine energy. Same thing with um, women. There's a lot of feminine energy than there's masculine energy. I feel like anything that is used not only just excessively, but um, in a way to compensate for something else or detrimental to those around them is toxic. So that femininity in that feminine energy that you are stressing on and using in abundance can be toxic. That's just my way of understanding it. But I also think that like a lot of times what the women that I meet act like dudes suffering from toxic masculinity. What do you like, mean? Like a lot of times they don't have like they like when it comes to emotions, they don't fucking talk about it. They're not engaging in them. They're not um, emotionally available, um, they don't like to show vulnerability. Um, they base like they base certain things on a, how much they do have rather than who they are as a person. Like mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of women that I've dated or been in a relationship with or talked to show those signs. So maybe the issue is in in our logic in general as people or as Americans is that. <sighs> Stating feelings versus not stating feelings, showcasing and putting yourself up front and being a vulnerable are considered feminine versus, uh, yeah, feminine versus masculine. It's not that. That's what people do in general. This is what people should do in general. It's not the case of whether you're being masculine or whether you're being feminine. Yeah, you know I, I think the big thing is that vulnerability is associated with weakness, which is associated with stamina. Okay. Which yeah. is why we have to break that down. Okay, yeah. Because we have we we have all these parts in general yeah. as a person. So why would it have to be feminine versus masculine? It's not. Yeah. Is what we are as people. Yeah. And you also need to let the lowest two energies um, you know, collaborate within you. Right. They're perfectly fine. That's your yin 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 yang. Yeah, and you need those two yes. energies as a person and just to be balanced. Right. Mm-hmm. When your girl's holding you at night and you know I ain't got no girl. <laughs> Ain't no girl holding me. But when she is... Who gonna love me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying you feeling real good up in her arms. Let that happen and let that be okay. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, well, I guess the takeaway message would be that we need to break the mold of even having the term feminine versus masculine. You know? Why not? Attached to it. What's wrong with having... The term feminine masculine... Attached to behaviors, I should say. Attached to feelings. Attached to um, certain things that you do. But I don't think that the word is the problem. I think the association with it is the problem. Yes, that's what I meant. 
So, but you can still label them. Just mm, labeling them brings the association. That's how your brain works. No, I think the treatment of them brings the negative association that you have with it. So, like, if every time I hear the word black, but yeah. every time I every time I hear the word black, but uh, and there's something negative behind it, mm. then I have a black, and then I have a negative association with the word black. Like the people in the nation of Islam used to say it all the time. You know the devil food cake is the black food cake or mm. like when you're doing something bad it's black or the mm. darkness and then like oftentimes white is associated with something good or pure yeah, right. so it's not often the word it's the treatment and the behaviors and the actions that follow the word mm. so the issue a lot of times is feminine f- things are often associated as being weak rather than being strong right. or rather than being proper your brain has to categorize shit period they do. and i don't have a problem i don't have a problem labeling things for what they are right. but it's the negative things that's uh, often comes with that that needs to stop that doesn't make sense and that's the point i was trying to get to it is the association mm-hmm. it's often because like there's nothing wrong with being feminine no but then again like there's nothing wrong with being feminine at all and there's nothing wrong with being masculine it's mm-hmm. when it's a toxic problem and i say that and it sounds politically correct, but then there's also just issues within myself that I just have to see and like just catch myself. Because like like there's this video that went viral with um, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, where um, Dwayne Wade's son. Did you see it? It was like so. It was pretty much um, Dwayne Wade's son was walking up and down the runway. And he was just like, he, and he was walking in a very feminine way. He was switching. Yeah, he was switching, going back and mm-hmm. forth. And like people were coming down on Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. about allowing his son to do that. And then there's also, and it also perpetuated this um, dialogue in which there is uh, a plan to emasculate the black male. Mm-hmm. There is a plan to like keep us emasculate. And I think there is a plan and there is. I'm, you know, I'm often into conspiracies and shit. Right. Like, there is, like I said earlier, there's often times in which black men are not allowed to be masculine. Mm-hmm. So there is a way to emasculate us. But when I saw the video, I got bothered for a quick second. And I was like, oh, man. Because he's like like 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. And he was like switching back and forth. And You got bothered with what he was doing? I got bothered with what he was doing. I had to check myself. So let me ask, did you, don't lose your point, but did you get bothered because you already knew what other people were going to think and you already knew what other people were going to say? You already knew the outcome of like him doing that, even if he was playing or even if that is him. I got the re- reaction that will happen. I mean, I, I, I guess I got bothered because it just growing up in Brooklyn, if you walking around like that, you're going to get your ass beat. Yeah. Something's going to happen to you. Um, someone's feel like you're going to, like something's going to happen, which is a problem, which did not happen. But my first, (laughs) my first, um, fear is that someone's going to try and hurt him Mm -hmm. or something's going to happen to them. And then, um, also like I knew the backlash that was going to happen, but like, I shouldn't feel as bothered. And it just made me uncomfortable seeing a little boy walk like that. Like, this is to be honest. It just made me feel that way. But at the end of the day, if that's who he is, that's who he is. And that's not a problem. But the initial feeling of, like, watching him walk like that yeah. was, like, I had to digest or address why does that bother me. Because I genuinely have no problem with anyone who's a part. I have no one who is 
uh, overly feminine boy, overly masculine girl. I don't have a problem if you are into the same gender, whatever. Um, but my initial thing was like, it's like it just made me uncomfortable, and I was like, why did it make me feel uncomfortable? And I was like, because if it's fear, mm-hmm. it's fear like, yo, he's gonna get fucked up, mm-hmm. or like fear like he's going to get something's gonna happen to him because he's walking like that. And then the backlash that Dwayne Wade get, um, you know, I knew that was gonna happen. But I also respect where he was coming from. He's like, that's my son. This is who he is. And I'm going to respect him and love him for who he is. Because I can tell you that, I mean, little boys and little girls or anyone in general who contemplates suicide because they can't be who they are. Mm -hmm. Especially growing up in like a Caribbean culture in Mm -hmm. which homosexuality is not promoted at all. We sing songs about shooting uh, gay guys in the head. Um, It was a popular song. Buju Mm -hmm. took it off. But it's... I understand where that comes from, in which you can't be yourself, and I I commend Dwayne Wade for doing that. But I also saw it as a teaching moment for myself, like just like that toxic masculinity, like uh, just being so afraid for that little boy mm-hmm. walking like that. And I wonder when you said that, and I'm glad that that question came up because when you said that, I was like, hmm, that's probably why a lot of parents do what they do and react the way they act. Um, when it becomes from, I don't know, like their child being gay or, um, or their child doing some, some kind of activity. Like, I wonder how these parents reacted when their child went to shoot up the school, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, even though that was, that was real extreme, the children shooting up schools, like some other shit was happening, but in reference to like a child becoming gay and like a parent having a fear for what would happen. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. A child coming out as gay to the family or to um, the world in general, like mm-hmm. their first thing is like, like I don't know what's gonna happen to mm-hmm. them, um, and that's probably why sometimes people have these negative reactions. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that. Like, what are you doing? All these kind of things. It's it's out of fear that they're saying that they're trying to protect you. It might be in the wrong way, but they're trying to protect you. Yeah, and uh, I mean, oftentimes there is a fear that goes on. There is a fear that, like, you know things are going to happen to my child that I can't protect them. Right. But then there's also like just genuine disgust that some people feel yes, because you are, true. you are acting less than in, in the realm yeah. of, in the realm of this conversation, you're acting less like a man. Like you're acting less like, you know, for someone for you to bend over for another man, that's disgusting to mm-hmm. them. And that's less manly. And right. they don't want their man, especially some fathers, seeing they don't want to see their sons like that. Mm-hmm. And even for some mothers, they don't want to see their sons like that. Right. And it's hard for some people to just digest mm-hmm. and take in that there is an association that if you're gay, you're less masculine. And, you know, that's that's false. Do you feel like our generation is easier to decipher that kind of stuff? and And even like pull it apart and and learn new ways to think and learn about that insight than it is for like the older generation like your mom or hell we can't even put grandma in there she ain't even gonna do it i mean yeah definitely especially in regards to understanding that gay isn't less than masculine i can see how that's getting better or even um just like the definition of what they consider masculine versus feminine see that's the thing that i don't really change in that i don't really see changing as much as people would think it does. Mm-hmm. Because as as I'm a man who grew up mostly around women, most of the time I'm around women. Mm-hmm. Because I just like being around women. Like, they're just more interesting to me than guys. Okay. But when I... Because a lot of times when I am around guys, the shit that they want to talk about, I'm not interested in. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll talk to women. Do you want to talk about cars? 
I don't know anything about cars. Like, I can't talk about cars or any of that stereotypical manly shit. Like, nigga, you want to have a discussion about whether Batman's the greatest superhero of all time or whether this wrestler should be a heel or something like that? We could talk about that. But, like, other shit? Like, but, like, with me, when I talk about, like, I can date women and nobody knows. That's just how I move. I don't, like, put my business out there. Right. Men like to, men that I've encountered, um, aside from my immediate circle of men, like to brag and oh. all this other shit mm-hmm. and boast. And I don't move like that. That's mm-hmm. just not how I move. Or like they're plotting and scheming on women, trying to talk to them. I'm not, that's just not how I move. That's not how I am. And I'll hear certain shit that people say. Like there was one guy, I was talking to him and he was talking all this queen shit to this woman. Like, and this woman, uh, he was proud of me for holding the umbrella open for the girl next to me. And I was just like, I'm just holding an umbrella open. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But he was like, yo, you know, that's what we need to do. We need to protect our queens. You need to, and I'm proud of you, and blah, blah, blah. And then she walked away, and he was like, I'm going to hit that. And I was like, the fuck? I was like, right. I was like, what do you, what, how do you, first of all, how do you know that? Second of all, you're not that cute. First of all. <laughs> Third of all. First of all, nigga, humble. <laughs> humble yourself. Second of all, how do you know that? Listen, these actors and, the, and here's the thing. He and I said, but she's married. That's what I said. I said, you do know she's married, right? Mm. And he was like, Yeah, that doesn't matter. Girls like try and talk to you, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I'm young and the world is my oyster. And he was pretty much saying that I should be out here talking and dealing with as much men as possible. Like, the women don't have a say in it. Mm. Like that's the that's the crazy thing that he said to me. I was like, So you don't think that women is gonna curve you? Like you don't right. think anyone's gonna say no? And you think that you're already entitled to it. To it before mm-hmm. you even get there. That shit was crazy to me. And that's a lot of times why I don't fuck with dudes. Like, I just don't... I don't hang out with guys a lot because a lot of times they want to pull their dicks out. And, like, not actually not pull their dicks right. out. But, like, you want to boast and all this other shit. And I'm, I don't move like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very comfortable in my own skin. I don't feel the need to compete with you. I don't feel the need to do most shit. And a lot of guys do that. Mm-hmm. And that idea of toxic masculinity is often perpetuated and their acts and their behaviors. Like, my friends that I'm cool with, we don't move like that because I feel like we are all very comfortable in our own skin. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to... Like, we'll talk shit, and, like, we'll talk about certain things, but it's not a bragging thing. It's just literally explaining what's going on in each other's lives. Right. Versus, like, trying to, you know, get another notch on our belt or right. talk about all this other corny shit because we're just comfortable. And I feel like a lot of men that I meet or encounter in passing or acquaintances is not comfortable with who they are. Mm-hmm. So they try to compensate with all this other extra shit. And I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't move like that. Mm-hmm. So with the future generations, I don't see them addressing it as avid like as intensely as they should. For the future generation? For the younger generations, like, you know, for my old ass. And um, <laughs> and other people around my age know, but then a lot of the times with the younger generation, mm-hmm. discrimination and things that promote discrimination are um, becoming way more inconspicuous, in which they are internalizing a lot of different things, and I even know that they're perpetuating certain mm-hmm. shit. Like what? Like just little boys. Like the little boy when I was teaching, he like got embarrassed by this girl and since he was embarrassed by the girl and didn't know how to express like yo I'm embarrassed blah 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 he decided to like throw her under the bus and like violate her whole shit this is like a fifth grader when, when you said throw her I thought you meant literally no, I was no. like oh my god <laughs> a witness a murder and did nothing <laughs> no, nigga. Baby, 
<laughs> no, he he threw her on the bus. He vi- he tried to violate, talk, and all this other shit. And I was like, nigga, you corn. Like I told him in front of everybody, you sound real corny right now. I just feel like that happens in general, though. I felt like that happened in my day. I feel like that yeah, probably happened in my. What you're saying is like that shit is still going on. Like, it's still going. It's still happening. And, like, he didn't even understand what he was doing. He didn't understand, like, yo, you sound real crazy right now. Right. But I think that's the biggest part. Like, our brains take time to grow up and for us to understand what the fuck's going on with us internally versus externally. Yeah. So, for that to be, for a little kid to understand all that, I feel like that's too too much. We're asking for too much. Do I feel like future generations, when I say future generations, I mean, like, starting with us, so our generation. What are we generation? Um, X. Old. We're generation. Millennials. Okay, we're Okay, with the millennial generation. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that old, man. I'm old, nigga. My knees hurt all the time. Yo, especially when. <laughs> Yo, I'm like, yeah, my niggas. I get, I walk up to the fucking window with my robe around me and touch my touch the window. Oh, nah, it's too cold. You know how excited I get for day parties? You get to turn up and be home by 7.30? Fuck out of here. Right. (laughs) Okay, but as a millennial generation, like, starting with us and, like, teaching our children and and understanding that we have to be conscious enough not to to put, like, mm, saying, like, boy versus girl push-ups. Or saying, like, um, telling our little boys that they can't cry or they can't express themselves. Or saying you hit, like, a Right. Mm-hmm. So, curbing those kind of things and curbing that, being conscious about that, that could take that could be a monumental change for the future, and how males process information, how they process their feelings. Yeah. Um. That's the curve and change that I'm talking about that our parents weren't able to do. I feel like a lot of times with our generation or those who are generations who are having kids, I think that one of the big things is that we should actually learn the lesson the first time it's taught to us. So, like, there was another situation in which someone hit him. It was obviously by accident, but he got mad and, like, went after the person and tried to hit them back because you're taught, not just men, but we're all taught, when someone hits you, you hit them back. Mm -hmm. That's not the lesson that your parents, I think, really want to teach you because Mm -hmm. kids will take that literal. Mm -hmm. They'll literally say, if you tap me and I'll hit you, the lesson that your parents are trying to teach you were... Stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. But also, and I had to have a discussion with them, like, was this this a situation which you had to hit him back? No, you didn't. If there's a situation, because I was never the teacher that was going to bullshit you. I was going to tell you, if there's a situation you have to defend yourself, I will never tell you not to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Defend yourself. But if someone hits you by accident or something like that, you don't have to particularly hit them right. back. You just have to defend yourself, mm-hmm. and that's issue. The that's often the lesson that's not taught. Mm-hmm. You not you don't get the whole lesson. You get the if somebody hits you and you don't hit it back. I'm gonna right. beat your ass. Right. Right. So now you're acting out of fear rather than and understanding. Like I'm just trying yeah, to, I'm about to get my ass beat twice. <laughs> I'd rather fight you than that woman in there. She whoops ass for fun. <laughs> so like yeah, so like I think learning the actual lesson, like learning that. The message behind it. Exactly. And I think mm-hmm. you, you teach a kid, like, yo, like, process what's going on mm-hmm. right now. Like, take a second, think what's going on right, right now. What is getting you angry? And a lot of times, that's associated with being white people shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's associated with, like, you know, having your kid. Like, there's a time. Like, don't get me wrong. 
my kids are going to catch several Stone Cold Stunners in a people's elbow from time to time. Okay. But there's a time and place for that. And then there's a time and place where, like, you got to talk to this nigga. Like, you got to talk to this little person and have them understand the ramifications of their right. actions. And, yeah, you got to educate them. So if you actually educate little boys about, like, it's okay to have this emotion, mm-hmm. it's okay to do this and that, this is fine, you're feeling angry, why are you feeling angry? Mm-hmm. That, I feel like, will definitely plant some seeds so that they can teach that to their kids and then generations and generations. But I feel like our generation and those who are having kids now need to start learning their lessons and doing their own self-work. I agree. You know, I find that a big thing for my actual job. Like, me going into these homes and, and talking to children, like, I find myself having to explain to little boys, like, it's okay to feel this way. Mm-hmm. It's okay to tell somebody you feel this way. You mm-hmm. don't always have to react by punching this little kid in the face. You don't mm-hmm. always have to react by punching a hole in the wall. Like, that's not your only answer. Mm-hmm. And trying to help them critically think about what they can do. Because mm-hmm. if you don't want to talk to somebody, what's another thing you could do? Like, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think you're totally right. I think I didn't mean that you couldn't educate little kids. I'm just saying don't don't expect them to put all the pieces together. No, yeah, and you're right. I mean, but what you also brought up is another just like disadvantage that we as black people have um, sometimes, like growing up in the environments that we grow up in, and which we're not um, taught how to critically problem solve. Yes. So, like, a lot of times, so, like, I'll speak for myself. When I'm in going to corporate environments mm-hmm. and someone speaks to me in, in a way that can be perceived as disrespectful, my initial thought is, what the fuck are you talking to? Right. Like, that's my first thought. My first thought is, like, I'm going to either slap the shit out of this nigga or I'm going to curse him out mm-hmm. because that's how I was conditioned. I was conditioned that if someone disrespects you or if you feel like someone disrespects you, the only way to react or make sure that disrespect doesn't happen again is by smacking the shit out of this right. nigga. And... I feel that a lot of times, and a lot of black people who are brought up in certain environments and then go to corporate America or just professional settings, there are issues that come up mm-hmm. and we don't know how to address them mm-hmm. because we're not taught skills when mm-hmm. we're younger, which you know ties into the toxic masculinity is that we're not taught certain skills or taught that certain emotions are okay, but there is a way of defending yourself without smacking the shit right. out of the person. Which usually begins with, as per my last email. Right. <laughs> Ooh, I feel powerful when I type that. One of some some attorney tried to say that shit to me one time, and then my boss boss read it and like got back at her, and I was I felt like that little uh, sibling with my big brother. Yeah, that's why I get her, right. be her ass. Right. So yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Um, this concludes our first episode. Yeah. Of yo to. Yeah. You gotta be quicker. Right. Don't. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say you're. Okay. From <laughs> you to. You're. <laughs> I work on it, y'all. I'm Tune into our next episode. <laughs>